Uh, tell everybody where you are. I'm in LA. I'm visiting one of my best friends meant for her birthday. It has been a time. It has been one of the most climactic trips and it's only a few days in. Okay, just bear with us this week. We have a different setup than we usually do. So if there are some strange audio issues this week, that's the reason why we're going to do our best to edit around them. Do you want to hear about my weekend? Yeah, I really want to hear about your weekend. So it's so weird because it was Megan's birthday party. And I beforehand, we were talking about like types of guys we're attracted to. And she was showing me like her type. And I was like, you know, I've always been highly attracted to this one rapper. And I like this is before the party. We're just having casual conversation. And I was like, you know, we went to the same school, but I, we never knew each other. I like was friends of friends with his brother, all the stuff like in New Orleans. And um, I won't be name dropping, but I will say he dated Halsey. Okay, that's the same as name dropping. <laughs> you can just say it at that point. I'm not directly name dropping, but and met recently Megan the Stallion. Wait, he dated Meg the Stallion? He recently had a little fling or something. Who knows? No way. But I was just showing her. I was like, I'm not typically attracted to rappers, but there is one I've always had like a huge crush on because we went to the same school, all this stuff. And and then at her party, he shows up. Please stop. And I am starstruck. I am losing my shit. And... We keep making eye contact. Everyone's hyping me up to go talk to him. I'm like, look, we're probably only making eye contact because I keep gawking at him, like mouth breathing, staring at him in awe. He's like, is she okay? And they're like, no, literally, Chaz, like, you got, go, go say something. So finally, we make like extended eye contact. And I'm like, this is it. I'm just going to casually walk over. And I go up and I was like, look, Obviously, I'm a big fan, but also I'm coming over to um, tell you we were colleagues at Loyola. And he was like, oh, my God, I totally remember you. I was like, you don't. Define colleagues for me. I don't know what the term means, so I shouldn't have used it. (laughs) Like you were classmates? We just both went to the same college around the same time. Okay. I don't even know if it was during the same time, but he was insistent. He was like, I totally remember you. I was like, you definitely don't, but that I appreciate that sweet of you to pretend. And like, I don't know, we just, it was a very good experience. And he's just kept asking me what I was studying and like where I was from and what I'm doing. I don't know. I was, it was like a very cute, giddy little moment for me. That's so fun. But I got nervous and ran away or like mid conversation. He started introducing me to his friends. And then I, I was just staring at him. Like I got overwhelmed with like giddiness and like, I got scared and I, I was just like, okay, well I'm so glad I got to meet you. And then just dipped, disappeared. Wait, I'm looking him up because I need to see a current photo. I don't really remember what he looks like, but I think, I think I, I think he's hot. He's so hot. Katie, Wait, okay, is it more like this with the goatee because that's disgusting or is it more like... He's clean shaven. This. Just like that. Okay, yeah, that's really hot. Fucking gorgeous. And I just was like, okay, this is going too well. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna dip now. Like I got what I wanted. So then the whole night we keep making eye contact still and he keeps waving to me and like gesturing like a little like that. And I'm like, (laughs) I just keep like smiling and like getting really nervous and like, freaking out and getting all shy and then my friends are hyping me up again and they're like go over there again and I'm like no 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 once is enough so then I guess a few vodka sodas later I'm like okay wait we've made so much more eye contact he keeps waving when am I gonna have this opportunity and so I go up to him and freak out I put my hand on his chest and I say just so you know I'm still a huge fan and then I walk away abruptly (laughs) so like like in case he thought you suddenly were not a huge fan anymore after your like three minute conversation that went well he thought like oh she's not a fan anymore it was going so well and I left literally like in the middle of it like without warning (laughs) 
matter with you? And my friends were like, why did you freak out? He's going to think that he, they were like, he, you, he literally like hooks up with everyone. Like you, you can, yeah. you got this. And I'm like, well, I'm not ready to, I don't know about all, like, I'm just got really shy. And then my, my second chance at it, I freak out again. And just literally, by the way, I'm still a huge, as if he was so upset that I might not still be a huge fan an hour later. And I freaked out and just walked away. Didn't even give him a chance to say anything. Honestly, probably like this was like your heart or your body or your emotions just telling you like it wasn't like meant for you in that moment. But like you had a really positive experience. I would say the door's probably still open. Just like you're a huge fan of his still. He's probably still a fan of yours. Well, my friend was like, look, you will, you're here for two weeks. You will have another opportunity. And I'm like, hmm, I one and done. I'm satisfied with this experience, but the thing is it doesn't end there. So there's another post like past celeb crush who shows up. There's this vlogger who I grew up, like I watched from like for years. He dated like one of the most famous vloggers. Um, and he was like, you know, Jake Paul. Oh, okay. It's Jake Paul. No, it's his like biggest, one of his biggest enemies. Like I'm one of those people who loves YouTube, loves vloggers. So I watched him on a daily basis. So he's there and my friends are like, Chaz, okay, a third opportunity to meet another celeb crush. And I was like, I'm not blowing it this time. I'm going to be confident this time. Wait, do you want to know something crazy? I obviously just looked up both of their net worths. And this, like, random person that you're talking about that I've never heard of who's, like, friends with the YouTuber, his net worth is, like, higher than the, like, very contemporarily very popular rapper. Right. Though, like, this guy, if you know him, you're, like, starstruck. Like, he's a a big deal in that world. And I love that. I I just love vlogs. Like, I just think it's more personal than reality TV. I just like seeing like more realistic versions of people's lives. Like I've always you just are one of the original Trisha Paytas fans, like from the beginning, ride or die for Trisha Paytas. That's my biggest goal is to see her while I'm here. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'm not blowing it this time. I'm going to be confident. Katie, and this is like 3 a.m. at this point. So, and I'm drinking vodka sodas and socially lubricated. So I go up to him. I get one shot. I'm like, don't let yourself down. I'm going to give the PG version, so I'm going to – it's not a lie, but I'm going to embellish a little bit to make it more family-friendly because it's my podcast and I will say what I want and I don't feel like saying exactly what I said. <laughs> I'll just say. I go up and I was like, bleep this. Well, no, I, I said his name. I said, I said, I know who you are. I've watched you for years. I would love – oh, wait <laughs> – I said, I would love to What is wrong with you? That's like serial killer vibes. I know who you are. I know where you live. I know your ex-girlfriend. Like, I'm going to eat you. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He is like, I am so flattered, but my girlfriend's here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you do. I haven't followed you recently. I didn't know. Okay. And I was like, well, if... if just know the offers there. And he gives me, gives me this giant hug and I'm just like, and he's like seven foot five. Like it's, and I just was like still warm, fuzzy feeling like all giddy, but also like, why did I have to overcompensate that much? I'm proud of you. You know, you went from like one very like bad end of the spectrum to another still very bad end of the spectrum, but you went somewhere there was progress there was forward motion and that's all that really matters here you're gonna get better at it every time i went from one extreme to the other i'm a timid little field mouse and a fucking lioness like who is in heat (laughs) i ended up just like having a really nice time and then at at the end of the so fucking i already showed you who else was there like wild um, but anyway, it was a really amazing night. And that was my first party ever in LA. I love LA so much. It's so much more spacious than New York. Everyone is extremely nice. And yeah. there's not, everyone's like, oh, traffic, traffic. There's barely any traffic because COVID, I guess. I'm glad you're loving it. I really am loving it. Like, I'm not enough to move from New York, but I will be my little try Austin, LA, New York. Like, that's where I'll be bouncing. I don't know. I'm finding myself lately reevaluating a lot of 
things. You're like kind of realizing things. <laughs> Her makeup artist's ass is so huge. I didn't watch the video. I only saw the still, but it did look like a good butt. I won't speak on it. Just watch the video. Okay. <laughs> Their net worth all in the net worth is completely in the ass. Do you think they paid for it? <laughs> yes, Katie. <laughs> it's not their natural ass. I don't think that's natural. Katie, just go. Just... Okay. Is it real? Wait, is that James Charles? So, everyone at the party kept saying that, and I couldn't tell if they were joking or not. It's, it's Kylie Jenner's makeup artist. I don't know who that is. Sorry. I didn't know either, but now we know. Okay, I was like, this looks like a dude. It really looks like James Charles, and I'll, I don't know if I have to bleep that, but. I, I mean, I, you don't have to bleep James Charles. <laughs> Wait, that's unbelievable. That's a dude's butt. It's like a shelf. Like a. Like, Katie, I've never seen it. It, it was just like. I thought it was a girl, and I just saw the still, and I was like, I don't know why Chaz was like sending me this video of a girl like dancing on a pole is like I don't care Miami I've seen that ass a lot and it's the every time I see it I'm like okay I have the fake boobs I like my butt I don't need to go that I will look like a full-blown cartoon if I ever got my butt done but I've never seen that on that level to me I don't think it looks like once the camera zoomed out and I saw like the person it was on Number one, it's so obvious that it's not real. And number two, it like, to me, it looks like a diaper, kind of. Like, it looks bad. Literally dump truck. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. How was your weekend? It was good. It was really quiet and chill. Austin is like, I don't know, a mess again, as is Texas at all times, apparently. We just, we don't. We don't slow down here in Texas with the shit show. So the governor has decided to open the state completely, 100% open, 100% business capacity, no mask requirement. Um, And so kept it quiet this weekend because I don't really want to be part of the shit show. Well, but I saw where privately owned businesses are going to be instilling the mask. And and I I feel like most of Austin, since they're liberal, will... They'll, I think that you'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, plenty of businesses are doing the right thing and, like, still requiring masks to be worn in stores, which is, like, really all I care about. But it's, like, a lot of the, like, fun things to do, like, restaurants and bars, you know, like, the things we're all excited to get back to and go back to normal with, those are the things that are going to feel super dangerous because, of course, those business owners are, like, party time, full capacity, no masks, and, like, an indoor bar. It's like, I'm not going to that. Yeah, that's really upsetting. It's shitty. I mean, Mississippi's doing the same thing where Mary Lou is, and that's scary. Even though she's vaccinated, I still don't, like, want her going to Walmart with a million Mississippians not wearing masks. No. Disgusting. Bad move. It's shitty, too, because it's, like, those are places I would have gone if they hadn't lifted those restrictions. Like, if they were still requiring social distancing and requiring masks be worn when you're up and around like I would go to an indoor restaurant but now like I definitely won't I can see if you have proof of vaccine not having to but like vaccines still aren't really widely available in Texas right that's why that's that's the thing I'm not understanding because I know so many of my friends are vaccinated and or have antibodies at this point I can see with proof of that even though antibodies are still not we don't know how long they last. We don't know what strains they're effective against. I can still see that being somewhat like, okay, if you have either of these, wear the mask, don't wear the mask. You probably still should wear the mask, but right, not it's just a free-for-all after all this time. It just, I don't get the rhyme or reason. But. Right. It's so stupid. But that's where we're at. Um, just hung out at home a lot this weekend. I baked cookies last night. Today I made twice baked potatoes. You didn't. You didn't. Never. I did not make a fool of myself in front of famous people. They, no, I was so cute and charming, and I got so many hugs. And everyone, so many hugs. No. <laughs> you don't know that. I didn't tell you the whole story. You just froze in the ugly. <laughs> I I didn't have time to take a a picture. Anyway. Um, Okay, so we want to start a new segment. It's called Dumb Shit We Bought. Or Dumb Shit Chaz Bought. Yeah, more often than not, it will be Dumb Shit Chaz Bought. (laughs) The 
taxidermy rat thing is overplayed and there's some girl on tiktok making her whole personality buying taxidermy rodents and i just know that i'm the pioneer with this yeah like who started that i had never heard of that i had a small rodent rescue with my deceased father rats are my thing i had pet rats who who is this girl to ride my coattails I think it could really skyrocket us into relevancy to start some beef with somebody. So let's start. Ew, skyrocket us into relevancy. Rat relevancy. (laughs) It's the grossest thing you've ever said. Okay, so most of the people in my life make fun of me because how would you describe my spending habits? Okay, first, I think we start by acknowledging like we are both in positions of extreme privilege and we are both very fortunate to be able to afford nice things and most of the time like buy whatever we want to so there's that anyway so as in spending habits in general you are the cheapest wealthy person that I know I work really hard I've worked we've said this I've worked multiple jobs I do yeah You work even though you don't have to, which is one of the things that I love most about you. Like you really do value making your own money and having your own income, even though you genuinely could not work for the rest of your life and be okay. I'm not. And and that's because of my father passing away. Not I'm not nothing wrong with sugar babies, nothing wrong with any of that. But that I just, I feel like people are probably like, well, what? Cause she. Chad gets paid. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I, I'm not uh, cut out, uh, but no, in all seriousness, I, wor- I do work really hard and I do really value money and I am very fortunate, very privileged. Um, I would do anything to have my father back. So I take it very seriously. I'm never going to be someone who blows through money that I especially was just luckily born into. I feel a huge also sense of weird guilt for it. Like I need to still earn it and respect it, his hard earned work. But um, basically, my friends make fun of me because champagne budget, beer taste, like, I'm cheap. I don't treat myself often. We will go to a bar and Chaz, she will order the cheapest shit beer that they have and, like, milk it all night so as to not spend too much money on drinks or... You, like, intentionally dye your own hair. You dye your own eyebrows. Like, you can afford to pay someone to do those things for you. I like DIYing those things because I don't trust people to do it. You will come to my apartment and use all of my expensive conditioner, but in your house only put olive oil in your hair. I've uh, started treating myself to nice Amazon sulfate free shampoo and conditioners. But anyway, so I went with my friend years ago into a Chanel. And back then, like, they would give you free champagne when you're shopping. And um, I had on head to toe Forever 21, like, like, faded black Forever 21 leggings, tennis shoes, like, just did not look, I didn't look like their typical clientele. We were just like window shopping, like just having fun. We weren't really going to buy anything. If we were lucky, you loiter long enough, you'll get some free champagne. So we're loitering. We're drinking our champagne. We're also being followed by a security guard because he thought that I was really not meant to be there. Like he was definitely singling me out. At least maybe I'm just very self-conscious, but it, he was spending a lot of energy and time in, around my vicinity. So I fall in love with this little calfskin chevron crossbody. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to get this for myself. I can always resell it. This is an investment. I can wear it every day of my life with every outfit. I did not own anything name brand at this point in my life, I don't think. No, I didn't. I didn't. And so I go to buy it. And this is right when I kind of first moved to New York. So my my bank, my credit card was based in, or this is my debit card. (laughs) It was based in Louisiana. So I hadn't made a lot of big purchases with this card in New York. And so my card keeps declining. (laughs) And then at this point, I'm like drunk off the free champagne. My card's declining. The sales girl's like, you literally are just using me for champagne at this point. And you can just keep drinking. You don't have to pretend like you can buy this purse. (laughs) Then I'm like, no, I just need to call my bank. They're not answering. Then my phone dies. No. Then I have to ask her to charge my phone. And at this point, they're like, seriously, like, 
you're just you're you're you needed to charge your phone and you wanted free champagne they're like you cannot afford this chanel (laughs) but that's like just how i started to feel and i honestly i do not blame her it did kind of seem like i was wasting her time finally my phone charged the sale went through and it was the biggest flex of my life walking out with that bag (laughs) you had your pretty woman moment well that's the thing i then realized wow my name is androgynous it's chaz she probably thinks chaz is my sugar daddy's name (laughs) my moment of glory of being all proud of like yeah it went through and I got my phone charged and I got free champagne but like I showed her I realize now looking back she probably thinks Chaz is just the name of the old wealthy man buying it for me even though whatever worst quality purse worst quality ever scratches so easily I feel like that happens to you a lot with designer bags. It's like you will get a bag and be so excited about it. And then it doesn't end up being like is damaged or, you know, get scratched really easily. Like a lot of those really, really expensive, like trendy bags end up being shitty quality. They, it's not, I don't know if it's about being shitty quality or delicate quality, but like my Balenciaga, it's a hot pink little crossbody. It's that canvas material, just like Louis Vuitton does not real leather. It's like coated canvas. Yeah, I got it when I was in Milan and I've had it for two years and it's so faded. I took it in the other week in New York to a Balenciaga. Oh, you finally got it looked at? Yeah, and they're like, oh, we don't offer any repairs, but here's the person we recommend you go to. And I'm like, this purse, it's literally only been two years. And they're like, well, you must have really worn it out. I'm like, I barely wear it. It's hot pink. It's the shoes that are the worst though. But also I'll wear the shoes on special nights out. And those are the nights that I party the most and I end up like doing splits in like calfskin oxfords that have pearls all over them and I wonder why they mess up so easily (laughs) this is terrible quality while you're like popping the pearls off while you're doing karaoke I'm like doing high kicks and falling over and (laughs) in Williamsburg they had recently laid hot tar outside of Driggs and I walked through it in my little Prada workers and then the bottoms got ruined and I was like Prada is terrible quality I did walk in hot tar. <laughs> <laughs> That's so terrible. <laughs> it was the pilgrim shoes. Yeah. I don't, you have a weird affinity for pilgrim shit and I don't understand it, but it's, it's you and that's fine. I like buckles. Ew. I enjoy a good buckle. Okay. Um, tell me about this murderer. <laughs> he just like, it's someone who was, once in the army and like first date bragging about how he killed 16 people and it's just like and this is the second person (laughs) she's dated who has claimed to kill people and like it's proud of it no i don't think he's proud of it he like brags about having ptsd which if you truly have ptsd usually it's a very tough subject or hard thing to be that vulnerable to admit and you wouldn't just like like bombard people with it on a first date and like throw it in people's faces so uncomfortable it's uncomfy to kill people please stop killing people posting like getting in political fights online and then like reposting it like just stop doing that put your energy into the positive political movement this is what we said last episode go donate to something go do a protest go do something productive don't get online and preach to an audience who already agrees with you. You're not going to you're not going to change anyone's mind who doesn't agree with you by trolling them politically and getting in a huge Twitter fight. The only people who are going to be on your side are people who already receive your message. Right. It's just not a productive use of your time. A far more productive use of your time is to do something positive with that energy. For Go sure. do something about it. Get out get from behind your screen. Stop sitting on your ass and and just go donate. Go donate to the cause you believe in. That will be way more productive. And all you're doing is giving that person the opportunity to respond to you. Because I would say the only time that it's acceptable to engage in discourse like that online is if someone comes to you. If someone comes to your Instagram and like attacks what you are or attacks what you believe, sure, respond to them more. You have every right to defend yourself. But if you go around looking to start a fight with somebody else to like give them the opportunity to respond. But then to screenshot it. And yeah, to screenshot it and post about it. It's like, that's the definition of being performative. Yes. It's cringy. Those are my stuff. I actually have, I have a crazy story to tell. It's like, it's a little serious. 
This happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I didn't say anything to anybody about it because it was it was in the middle of when all of the shit was going down a couple of weeks ago when the power was out in Texas and it was just like a crazy time for everyone and I didn't want to like add this on to anybody. Um, but my grandma passed away that week. Oh, you didn't tell me your grandma. I literally didn't tell anyone. Like I just Aww. didn't want anyone to have to feel, you know, to feel like they had to feel bad for me or like comfort me or anything like that. Like in the middle of something else huge that was impacting everyone. I didn't want to like add on. So yeah, it was pretty timing. I couldn't go home, um, for the funeral or anything. And that was really hard to not be there for my dad, but something absolutely insane happened to me a few days later. I was sitting in my apartment by myself, um, just like watching TikToks on my phone, not really paying attention to anything. I had taken my like CBD gummies, was just like ready for bed. And Pepper, this cat that I'm cat sitting, likes to play fetch with his toys. So he like hops up onto the couch, brings me his toy. I'm feeling super lazy. And I just, I was like, I'm not going to like do the effort to like wiggle this toy around for you right now. So I just grab the toy, ball it up in my hand throw it into my kitchen, which is in the next room over. Don't even look at where I'm throwing it because I'm just like being lazy. I was tired. I didn't care. So I just chucked it into the other room, forgot about it, literally didn't think about it again. And Pepper didn't bring it back, which he usually does. And again, I was just too tired and didn't think about that. Right. Maybe like, I don't know, 40 minutes later, I'm ready to go to bed. So getting all of my things together, I grab my water, I'm walking around, I'm turning my lights out, I'm checking my lock that is locked on my door. I walk into my kitchen and I was like, oh, the candle that I had lit is still lit. And I go to blow it out and dopped my heart for a second because I had where I had thrown his toy. Basically, like it it was a shoelace was the toy and it landed perfectly just like around the candle. Like if it had landed it very easily, I was so dumb. It could have landed on top of the candle and caught on fire. I don't know. It was just this crazy thing. Like I have a wooden kitchen table. So much of of the things in my apartment are wood. Like I very easily could have set my apartment on fire that night just by being stupid and not looking, not thinking. It landed like perfectly, like right next to and around this candle. Like basically it landed on top of the candle and then fell perfectly down around it. And it was also right on top of this like crocheted thing that says my last name on it that from my grandma's father. That's like where I got it from. And they're both passed away now. But like the fact that like she had just died and like I had this crazy kind of like near death experience of like I easily could have set my apartment on fire and been fucked with two cats. I would have had to like run around in case and like get them into carriers and run downstairs. You know, like I would have been really fucked if that had happened. And it was just not only that, it's like also you live in a multi apartment building like it's not apartment. it's could have been damaging to so many people is so stupid so dangerous it does make you wonder though like that is such a strange placement yeah I have a photo of it I'll send it to you it's the way I see it it's it's nicer to believe it's your grandmother protecting you or giving you a sign like why not believe that it doesn't hurt anyone to believe that it doesn't take away from intelligence or science that's when I am choosing to be spiritual because that is heartwarming I really do believe that like it's not even that it's heartwarming it's just like the coincidence of the situation is too big to be random chance to me like it to that to me was such a clear sign of my grandma being like it's okay that like you couldn't come home for me and it's okay that like you know you didn't get to say goodbye to me well did I ever I never told story about how I actually lit my kitchen on fire with an unlit candle. What? The Halloween, I was dressed as a guinea pig. <laughs> what? Me and my ex were getting ready for Halloween. I was a guinea pig. And um, the house is huge. The bottom floor of the house is very, very big and spaced out. So I, as being the cheap person I am, I broke a big three-wick candle. And I was like, oh, we can salvage it. I'll just melt it down in a pot and pour the liquid into a new jar. And I have a flameless candle warmer. I'll just like heat it on the flameless one. I don't need the wick. So I put the candle on the stove, the broken candle, and there's like a flammable sticker on the glass under it because my idiot ass like didn't think about that. And my mom's not home. She's playing bingo, her favorite thing to do. Oh no. So she and I are getting ready in the bathroom and I, I hear a faint beeping and I opened the door to the bathroom on the opposite side of the house and it's just smoke 
everywhere, oh, opaque no. smoke. And I'm like, fuck the dogs. Yeah. So I let them all in the backyard. It was fine. Okay. And then I'm like, but wait, the kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> the f- candle in the pot, the flame spread to the wooden cabinets above the stove, which spread to the ceiling. No. I've never put out a fire and I'm wearing a guinea pig suit. And my ex-girlfriend is wearing a similar situation. She goes to the kitchen sink to get water and she feels, she hears, I, I'm in the laundry room at the other sink getting water and like wet towels. And I just hear a giant explosion, like a whoof. And I'm oh. like, oh, oh no, I killed her. Like she's gone. Oh. And I'm run to the kitchen and she's like, Chaz, the whole thing combusted real quick. She's like, I felt heat all on my back. And then it went out. But I had already called the fire department and they came and I answer it. Still dressed as a guinea pig when the cops get there? I'm still dressed as a guinea pig. I don't have time to change, Katie. So I open the door in my guinea pig outfit, slurring. And I'm like, and you can see I have a picture. The flame, the ceiling looked marbleized after because of all the flame marks on it. And the ceilings were like 15 foot ceilings. The fire was huge. But the fire's out and they're like laughing. The, The firemen think it's hilarious. And they're like, so the issue was the glass had a flammable candle on the bottom of it. So just they were like, you literally managed to set your house on fire with an unlit candle. That's wild. Because the stove was on to melt it. So how did the fire go out? I don't know. Because I, I was in the laundry room getting more water. And my ex was facing the wall, this kitchen sink. And the flames, like she felt something against her back. And then she turned around and the fire was out. But I heard it from all the way in the laundry room was like a whoosh noise, like an explosive noise. Oh, my God. Like I thought the gas part of the stove. Yeah, had like you thought the whole kitchen was gone. Right. And this was right after my dad died. He died September 30th. And I think this was the same October 30th. The same. It was the same year. It, I'm almost positive it was the same year. So it would have been almost a month anniversary of his death. You never know. Protect protecting us maybe saying it has happened it's not the first time like something like that has happened to me either where it's just like a stupid thing and like you probably should have been fucked and for whatever reason I really believe that like people who are gone like you look out for us and like kind of I really believe that I have had so many weird near-death experiences I really do believe in guardian angels so yeah, the appendectomy, I, I went full septic. That was one of the first stories you told me. Well, the reason I was a guinea pig, the reason I was a guinea pig again for Halloween is because my stomach hurt so bad. I was like, I can't put on a corset. It, I can't suck in. My stomach is killing me. So your only options were guinea pig or corset. <laughs> there was no... Katie, there's no in between with me. I'm either corset or guinea pig. I'm either like... That's it. Lingerie, half naked, or rodent that's actually really accurate still rodent in the lingerie but just (laughs) rodent in a corset sexy rodent so but yeah I was like I guess I'll just wear the guinea pig outfit again because my stomach is like excruciating and then I'm out I'm getting wasted it's Halloween in New Orleans we're on uh, oh my god I'm blanking anyway we're like all out partying and I get home and I wake up in the middle of the night screaming in pain and then everything stopped hurting screaming bloody murder and pain and then all of a sudden I felt such relief and I went back to bed and I was like oh okay it's over didn't think much of it it was either the next day or a couple days later I went purple and I was like borderline unresponsive my ex-girlfriend took me to the doctor because she was like I was like I don't need to go to the doctor I feel fine my stomach stopped hurting and I go and they're like they call a radiologist in immediately and they're like your your appendix abscessed (laughs) What does that mean? It means it's highly infected, highly at risk of dying. And they wheel me into emergency surgery. This, So the appendectomy was the Halloween after my dad died. The following year was the fire because that's when I had the dogs. You just like to get spooky on Halloween. Shit goes down on Halloween. So right before they go, they wheel me into emergency surgery. They tell my mom and my ex, they're like, so Chaz has gone septic. <laughs> We're she has to go into surgery right away. Her body temperature is alarmingly low. I was gray purple. And I just kept saying, let me sleep. I feel fine. Like I felt fine because my body, I felt like I was like the highest I've ever been. So your appendix burst and that was probably the pain you felt? 
Yeah. So it was hurting me on and off for months. And I kept going to the doctor and they kept dismissing me. But also my doctor was a pediatrician, even though I was in my early 20s. Like I should have gone to a specialist, but and it would go away and it was constantly inflamed and would go away. And then I guess it got really inflamed one week to the point where it finally burst. Like I remember going to a Skrillex concert and it was inflamed then. And I was in so much pain. The Skrillex concert number one. I love Skrillex. Still? Is that a current statement? Love. Present moment, love him. Future will still love him. Past, always loved him. Sonny Moore. Ew. Oh, God, you know his name? Yeah. I hope you meet Skrillex in LA too while you're there. I, ju- I keep looking at where are they now scene kid version and I'll find him. I hope you do. If you do, we got to hear about it. I want that for me so badly. So they wheel me into the surgery and oh my God, they had a volunteer. He was only meant to be volunteering in like the cafeteria. The nurse who was overseeing me, who was fired not shortly after for like smoking in the break room or something trashy, he was being lazy and wanted to go on break. So he had this volunteer who had no business being in the op, the OR, help me with my IV. What? He cut my hair. He poked me so many times with a needle to get my IV and also tried cutting my clothes off, even though I could have taken them off. I wasn't like unconscious. I was just loopy because I was dying, which honestly, now I'm not that scared of dying because I'm like, well, you feel like so euphoric beforehand. Like I had, I was not scared. I was just like, sure, let's do this. Like, I feel great. Like I feel sleepy, but like fine. My body was like probably pumping indoor. I don't know what it was doing to keep me alive, but I remember having, and this is kind of weird to even say, but I remember being in the bathroom before going in because I had to pee so bad. And they're like, well, you don't have time to pee. And I was like, no, I need to. And I just like, I guess ran, I don't know how I, I peed. And I remember staring at myself in the bathroom mirror and them like, not like being like, come get out. And I'm like, to like talking to myself and giggling and like talking to my dad and giggling, even though my dad was dead. Uh, like I was losing it. But anyway, so the, the volunteer who was not supposed to be volunteering in that area of the hospital is cutting my clothes off, gets my hair in it, cuts pieces of my hair. <laughs> and I'm just like, is this real life? Am I hallucinating? And then finally, my ex or my mom was like, can you get off of her? Like, you are literally traumatizing her. And the whole time I'm just like comatose. But also like they see my hair flying. They see my clothes flying. And then a real nurse steps in and is like, you are not supposed to be here. But then the biggest thing on my mind, I was like, now's my time to ask my mom for a dog. What the fuck? I was like, my mom feels so bad right now. I'm going to ask her for a dog. <laughs> before The last words I said to her before going under is, can I have a German Shepherd? And she was like, fucking absolutely. <laughs> like, you are dying. I crime manipulation tactic. Sales, sales. She literally looks at me like, you can have anything you want. You have an alligator. <laughs> so when I woke up, uh, like two months later, I had two dogs. And then a few months later, again, I had two more dogs, ended up with four dogs, all of which I almost burnt in a fire a year later. And then I told him, speaking of dogs, the other near-death experience was me. I used to foster high kill, foster dogs from high kill shelters. So whatever dog was the highest on the euthanasia list at like really shitty shelters, like in Marrero, Louisiana, like every type of puppy in a lot of parts of Louisiana. So I would go and foster dogs and adopt them out and like rescue them. And it was like me, it was me, fa- me favorite hobby. It was my <laughs> favorite hobby. Me hobby. And I, I stayed home from school one day because I was really sick, but I had someone interested in the pit bull I had. And honestly, I was so ready to adopt it out because I was just burnt out. So I drove and I also, this home was great. They had a child, like it was a great family. And I was like, I can't pass this up. So I drove, even though I was like, I think I had taken day NyQuil instead of DayQuil. I don't know. I just was so sick. I drove an hour to Marrero, do the adoption. While I'm there, they have another puppy come in that has like a skin problem, which typically if they have a skin problem, you put them down the same day. So it doesn't spread to the other dogs. But I was a vet tech and I knew that I could treat the skin problem. So I adopt another one. I'm driving home and the dog distracts me. Something distracts me. I'm out of it. Instead of the brakes, I hit the gas and I total my car with the puppy. The puppy was fine. What'd you hit? Another car. Oh, my God. 
it was the, the other people were totally fine. I thought I was fine, but I definitely had it like some problems, but nothing crazy. Um, but they told me they're like, we don't know how she lived. Like her giant SUV is flattened. But I was I was pretty okay. The dog was fine. The owners adopted it, wrote a book. Chapter two of the book is called Chaz. So that's cool. They're almost selling their dog. Yeah, people are watching over us, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe that's why shit keeps happening. I, I don't know. I think we'd both be goners if it weren't for somebody keeping out for us. I think God is actively trying to kill me. He's <laughs> <laughs> just lucky. No. I feel like this shit happens to people every day, though. Like, all over the world, people are basically almost dying all the time. Wow, deep. How groundbreaking. <laughs> People are people die all the time in the world. <laughs> in case you all weren't aware, is that almost? They almost die. All right, moving on. Avoid guys with face tattoos or any piercing whatsoever, and don't get them yourself. Tattoos or piercings ever. I mean, hypocritical <laughs> because I do have a face tattoo. I have two face tattoos technically, but no, I completely agree with this. Actually, I think. Anyone with, like, a legitimate face tattoo, not, like, your beauty mark that's kind of different, <laughs> I think is a bad call. They're hot, but they're not Ew. sustainable. I don't think tattoos are hot at all. I'll, I'll always have a thing for septum piercings. Ew. Sunny Moore. Like, snake bites. I almost got snake bites once. Okay, thank God you didn't, because my other point is that it's also trashy for women to do it. Like, that is a judgment I'm willing to stand on. Like, I will defend that. I think facial piercings on women look trashy. Sometimes certain people can pull off one nose ring, just one. I think you just, it depends on your aesthetic. Like, I think it can be done really well and, and executed so well and, like, look insanely hot. But I just think often people don't think it through enough or don't invest properly in like a talented person doing it where things go wrong really easily. And for me, instance, me. <laughs> I'm getting so many of my tattoos removed currently. Like, I'm just, I feel like I, for me personally, I hastily jumped into my tattoos and I wish I would have thought it out. I literally was on a plane once. And was like, this is a great idea to tattoo your wrists with daddy's girl because you, you're dead dad. Not realizing. And then shortly after that, the whole daddy dom movement happened. Around the same time as like Fifty Shades of Grey was like huge. Right. Did I did I want it to have a double meaning? A little bit. But like I didn't need to wear it on my wrists. Like I, I want to be taken seriously. And in the world we live in, it's sad to say, but it it's hard to take a grown woman seriously when she has daddy's girl on her wrist. You also got like seven tattoos in the span of like six months. Yeah, I was like, it's rec and it's reckless. And I thought I was being spontaneous and expressive, which I was, but at the end of the day, I regret almost all of them. It takes years to remove them. It's the most painful. I also used to sell tattoo removal, and I will tell you, it's way more, it's thousands of dollars. Unless you go on Groupon and get lucky, but it will still end up being thousands of dollars. It takes, it's every three months you can do it. And it takes typically 10 to 20 sessions. It, it is the worst pain you will ever endure, tattoo removal. Worse than being septic. Being septic was fun for me. <laughs> we recommend being septic. I, the attention I got, my friends were taking pictures of me days after when I still have like I still look like a ghost. I remember my friends in high school, or this was college, sorry, but they were my high school friends. They hooked, I was on a morphine drip for almost two weeks, which I ended up, they overdosed me on accident. I had a hallucinogenic, I had a hallucinogenic episode. My ex had to tell me about it because I barely recall. Um, her mom had just visited me and I was fine. And then an hour after the mom left, I lost it apparently and thought everyone was trying to kill me. I kept telling them I'm a peace tree and you have to cut me down and make a cross out of me. And I know you're trying to kill me and I wouldn't let anyone touch me. I don't remember this. What the fuck? Morphine is no joke. But anyway, I got all the attention, all the morphine. <laughs> all the dogs. All the dogs. But the picture they took of me, I, lit I, was, I was laying like this, how I always lay. And I was gray white. 
and they put R.I.P. Chaz sad face as the caption. And this idiot, this girl, she was one of the most popular girls in high school. Now she's like part of a pyramid scheme and like always doing Facebook lives. It's like she sells candles or something. I don't know. She commented, oh, my God, so sad. Oh, my God. So sad. <laughs> And then Maria, the girl who posted it, said, Gunny, she didn't really die. <laughs> Wait, what if you did and they actually posted that photo of your dead body? R.I.P. Chaz, sad face. In the picture, my ex-girlfriend's kneeling and praying over me. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, like, I would, that would have meant I freshly died. The fact that I'm still on the morphine drip. That would have mean I just died. And the, and that means Maria's like, let me let me Instagram this moment. This is so sad. R.I.P. Chaz, sad face. An MLM bitch is exactly the type of bitch to be like, sorry for your loss. <laughs> oh my god, that's so sad. What else could you say? What would have been the right thing to say? I I always say it sucks because the best moment in our life, the most rewarding moment in everyone's life, would is their funeral where everyone is real. The real everyone expresses how much they loved you and what you meant to them it's sad that no one is there for their most appreciated moment in life and I always wonder like what are people going to say about me at my funeral oh my god so sad (laughs) that's all anyone's gonna say omg this is so sad omg sad and then we're all gonna go r.i.p chaz sad face Aw, damn, she died. Like, what, do you, what are you going to say at my funeral? Because I will die before you. I'm going to say, here lies Chaz. In her giant dead tits. <laughs> here lies Chaz in her massive tits. Aw, sad. Will you pose me like this? Or like this? Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will Instagram it. <laughs> Just you. Please. Please start a whole Instagram of like weekend at Bernie me. I feel like you already did that to me in Spain. We anyway. already, yeah, we played that game already. I brought Chaz to a winery in Spain for our friend's birthday. Full circle. <laughs> On the way out there, we had to take a bus out there. It was like a two-hour bus ride. Chaz is sitting like across the aisle from me and my friend on this bus and she I guess was just tired or hungover or something from our adventures the night before and we're like having a conversation we're all participating looking out the windows looking at the beautiful Spanish countryside all of a sudden I look over Chaz is just like so serene he looks like a corpse like she's just head tilted back totally pale because she won't tan she just covers herself in sunscreen all the time fully like you know translucent pale head laid back eyes closed gently and she just she looks exactly like a corpse and so we of course took a bunch of photos with her like we had weekend at bernie's her holy weekend at bernie's me i i just can't hang you opted entirely out of that whole bus ride. Moral of the story is, when you die first, I will absolutely pose your body. <laughs> no, like, say something, like, say it, like, get serious, like, cry right now. Like, I want you to really imagine if I died and, like, I want you sad, right? I want you to see emotion from you. I would say, here lies Chaz. She was mostly rat. Here lies rat. You're like rat. You forget my name. Yeah, you're like rat. She wanted me to go horseback riding with her, and I said no. That's probably how I'm going to die is horseback riding. That's absolutely how you're going to die, and it's why you'll die before me because I will not do it. I just always get like a wild hair up my ass every. A wild hair up your ass? What? You, what? Sometimes I get a wild hair up my ass, and every. Every year and a half, two years, I say, hey, I'm going to do a bold animal activity. One one time it was horseback riding, and they gave me a horse that was starved and rode me on the side of the interstate and into a wildfire, which they I was the last one to pass through. So by that time, the fire spread, and they had to have my horse leap over it. <laughs> then... Then we're on the side of the highway and there's overgrown grass because it's a fucking highway. And the horse keeps slinging its head down as cars go 75 miles an hour to eat the grass and almost knocks me off. This is all in Louisiana. This is in Hammond, Louisiana. It was a Groupon. Of course it was. 
Your obsession group with Groupons is absolutely going to kill you. And after that experience, why every single time you come to Austin are you like, let's go horseback riding? Because I've cleansed my palate. So years went by. And then I'm in Reykjavik, Iceland. And I like convinced my friend Michelle to go horseback riding. And they're so they're wild Icelandic pony. You were such a horse girl. I was. I used to collect plastic horses. I used to. I mean, like, <laughs> today. So, like, it's current. But yeah. it's the le- second to last day of our trip in Reykjavik. And we have these non-refundable horseback riding tickets. And we're having car trouble. So we get to the appointment late when they already took off with the horses. And they're like, okay, you can gallop up to them, but only if you're experienced. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to go today. So without missing a beat, I'm like, we are experienced horseback riders. I'm so experienced. I stole someone's shoes. I thought I was supposed to go to the area to put on the boots. And I realized I went to the area where just someone's shoes I put on weren't my shoes. They weren't even the correct size, nothing. We get on the horses and we start trotting violently trotting to get to reach the group who's way far ahead of us they give us two reject horses the horses no one wanted that were left over so my horse they keep telling me oh it's the children's horse it's actually like really safe and like slow and michelle's horse is violent like it's pawing the ground pawing the ground it's kicking its legs it keeps whinnying and bucking its head you're using a lot of really intense horse terms right now like, well, I know horses. Hey, you know what you're talking about. Horse girl knows horses. So we catch up to them and Michelle's horse starts biting the other horse's legs. And they keep telling her it's fine. And these horses aren't vaccinated. Michelle has to switch horses because her horse is abusing all the other horses. I'm on my horse. All of a sudden, my horse takes off. Full-blown gallop in the opposite direction of everyone else just takes off. Michelle whips her head around, just sees me screaming, <laughs> losing my shit, the back of me, and I'm just, like, flying away. And I guess they said, oh, sometimes around dinner time they can do that. You didn't, you didn't ever warn me. You didn't prepare me. So luckily my horse calmed down. That was the end of it. It just trotted back on its own. It came back and called it. But I, I want to go horseback riding again. All right, let's do it. Next time you're in Austin, we'll go horseback riding. Just for the sake of content. Just so I can bury you early and do the Instagram thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you're going to say at my funeral. We might as well just like go full force. Yeah, I think it's time. Best of luck meeting Skrillex this week. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, I need to practice what I'm going to say because t- I need to like find a middle ground between these two. Yeah. You can't go as far as you took it. Prom- you need to bleep most of this episode. <laughs> the whole episode is just going to be a bleep. Nothing salvageable. No. <laughs> go follow us on Instagram at pls.pod. Please, what? Is that even the... <laughs> Please follow us at pigeon.please. <laughs> backslash pod. okay it's actually our instagram is please stop dot pod pls you know what don't follow it just forget the instagram yeah, forget it you should subscribe to us on spotify and the apple pod app and you should rate us and leave us a review that was that <laughs> <laughs> bye bye yeah. Please stop.